Hi everybody, this is American Whiskey Jesus and I am here with Merdina Flummery. And we are back to drink with you. I am so glad to be back. It's It's been nice to be away from everything for the last couple of weeks. You know, I needed a break you needed from a break. the chaos. I know you did. Yeah. And by the way, the uh, of course the Christmas edition was wildly positively received. I didn't. I missed your review meeting where you went over all the charts and graphs we didn't and do numbers. That. We skipped that because of Christmas. That can't be true. <laughs> We're like, ah, it's good. What, Don't worry. What would our new intern, the mathematician, have to do if not to crunch all those numbers? Oh, he sent the report out. Oh, but nobody read it. Well, we didn't have a meeting. Poor dear. All right. So anyway. We're here to drink another whiskey, and this week, or this time, I should say, because mm-hmm. we just do this whenever we feel like it, um, this time, this whiskey was not my choice. That's right. For the first time ever, American Whiskey Jesus, let me pick the whiskey. This is Merdina's choice. I am so honored. Well, I hope I, I don't let you down. No, I don't think you did, and there's so much for us to talk about. Hooray. I think we should just tell people what we're drinking today. What is it? It's Springbank, 10-year... Scotch malt whiskey. Campbelltown. Campbell, yeah. How do you say Campbell, that? Campbellton. Campbellton. Campbellton, yeah. Campbellton single malt scotch whiskey. I was going to say, Excellent. so as we begin to open this brightly colored box, the spring bag box, I wanted to say this is the first Campbellton whiskey that we have done. So when you challenged me to find a whiskey, I did a little internet research. I thought I want something from Scotland yep, in course. honor of okay. my name, my right. very Scottish name, yes, and, and my heritage. Heritage. By way, By way of Canada. Some place. And some other places. So I did a quick little internet search. I said, internet, tell me about Scotch whiskey. Right. And it said, you got this, you got that. You ones got Isla, we've had before. you got Speyside, you've got Highlands. And then I saw Springbank, and I thought, I've never even heard of this before. That's right. But when I clicked through, it seems to be quite a big deal. It is a big deal. And, I mean, Campbellton. So Campbellton is one of the uh, whiskey-producing regions of Scotland. I don't think that... It may take a special tool to get into this bottle. My yes. goodness. Talk about childproof. It's it's Jesus-proof. Uh, no longer. I've, okay. I've won the battle of the... Well, well done. I've almost won the battle. I've won the battle of taking this off. But anyway, so let's go back to this. Campbellton is one of the handful of scotch-producing regions in Scotland. Okay. So the ones that we talk about most probably are Speyside and Isla, right? We, we've, talked, we've talked a lot about Speyside. We've talked a lot about Isla. And we've drunk a lot we've from those lovely places. We certainly have done that too. Then you've got the Highlands and you've got the Lowlands and you've got the other islands and the here and there. For such a little country, yes. they have a lot of pockets they with do. their own distinct personality and apparently a type of whiskey they make. Yeah, and so this is Campbellton. So Campbellton is distinctly set aside from those other places as a region of its own. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk about why, but I think first we should open this uh, Let's open Springbank 10-year-old whiskey. You ready? Yeah. Okay, is everybody else ready? Do you think they're ready? You're ready. You're ready. Nice. There's the sound we like. All right. And it's a beautiful bottle. It has this kind of different looking orange and black label. It's sort of elegant. It is. A little modern. The font is uh, somewhere between Viking and... <laughs> like uh, um, Beer Garden. Beer Garden, yeah. yeah so somewhere yeah. between, yeah. Oddly enough. Somewhere between German and Scandinavian. Is where we'll find Campbellton, apparently. <laughs> not technically, not, not geographically. I don't think I'm going to pass that geography test. That is a generous pour. For myself. Yeah. But I'll be equally oh, generous with you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. All right, I'll How much it. did you... <laughs> it's 
Ooh, rather I can, full glass. I can, I can smell it from here. Let me give it a smell. We're going to nose this first. Oh, that's nice. We've got these Glencairn tasting glasses, which are really great for being able to nose the whiskey before you start chugging it mercilessly. But don't put your, this is the thing that we always say, don't stick your whole nose down in there, right? Okay, no. Because you kind of get a little overwhelmed it's by it. too much. You just like, think of it as putting the bottom of uh, the bottom lip of the glass on your lip like that. Right? Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's I see you what it. you mean. Then you can really kind of pick out a few interesting smells and just enjoy it a bit. I need to get some of these glasses. I actually saw it. You can order them on Amazon. Sure. They're not even no, particularly expensive. Not at all. I need some. So I would say just my initial impression before we drink it is that it smells a little, um, it smells mild. It smells... Um, yeah, it's mild. It's got a sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I think yeah. it's going to be excellent. Yeah. You um, ready? Should we try it? All right, Solange. Solange. It doesn't taste very sweet. It's not sweet to the taste, no. No. It's mm. a little peaty. It's not super peaty. Oh, this yeah. is very mildly peated. Very mildly peated. Mildly I'm not peated. even sure I was picking up peat until you said it. I want you to just imagine mm. that you lit a match and then you shook the, the match out. And then you like breathed in through your uh -huh. mouth and now take a and sip. And you got that taste. And now take a sip. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so right. Like the after effect of a burning match. Very mild. Very mild. Mm. This is nice. This is aged, let's see, this is aged 10 years. It's in both sherry casks and bourbon casks. Oh, interesting. So for those of you who are new to the whole whiskey thing, all that really means is after this whiskey is produced, they put it in barrels and they call those barrels casks and or they're casks and they call them barrels. But when we talk about <laughs> casks, it's just a barrel. There's nothing you know fancy about it. Uh, uh, can you get out my sticker chart, please? Because yes. the fact that it's single malt means it just comes from barley from one source? That's right. So this is a Springbank yes. single malt that all comes from Springbank. Getting a there sticker may on be, my chart. There, there's a sticker. There may be something other than barley, but it only oh. it's only, you're you're pretty much right though. That means it's barley driven. I'm not giving back my sticker. No, no, you earned the sticker. It means it's all from Springbank. In other words, a blend is like the opposite of a single malt. Okay. Or maybe the same distillery is putting together various whiskeys. Remember we talked about Crown Royal a few times ago? Yes. And how they might be combining any of their whiskeys to make whatever it is they're making? Right. This is not that. So this is this is a one sort of product, mm -hmm. okay? A specific recipe. A spe yeah, you could think of it that way. Um, so let's go back to the cask thing. Mm -hmm. So I said that this was casked in both sherry and bourbon barrels, and all that means is that for a while, I know you know this, mm -hmm. for a while it sits in a cask that was used to make sherry. So that's wine, it's grapey, it's kind of sweet. And then they took it out of that and they put it into a barrel that had been used to make bourbon. Okay. And the reason they do that is to create a whole symphony of flavors and I almost said colors, but th that's only a little bit. That's true basically, but I yeah. kind of get it because yeah. even though it's not an overpowering whiskey, right. it seems like it has some layers to the taste. Definitely. I'm I'm sort of sipping it and feeling like I'm getting a little bit something different every time. People think of this, and I read up on people's thoughts about Springbank before we uh, opened this. Uh, we, I feel like what I heard was that real whiskey people see this as a really interesting, mature, complex 10-year-old whiskey. Okay. So, you know, uh, Complex. I, th I, think, I see it. Yeah, yeah. The the peated the slightly peated thing mm. 
I think that people who really hate peated whiskey will not be turned off by this. You know, honestly, on my first sip, yeah. not knowing, I wasn't even thinking Pete. Yeah. It was only when you said it that I thought, oh, sure. Speaking of, is she here? Pete? No. Remember, no. we gave her the whole month off. We, all of January? Yeah. Golly. All right, well, this is going to be... Well, with with four broken be... limbs <laughs> after the holiday party. Well, that was her fault. It's, well, it doesn't matter whose fault it was. It's true. It was the right thing to do. It was... <laughs> That's true, because she really, I don't know how she's going to be ready in February, I mean. Well, she better be. Yeah. I've got a long list of tasks that's, for her to do. That's true. It She'll has, have to get a, if she has to get a helper monkey to get through them, that then, I hope her insurance covers it. Of course, we're going to have to get a dog as well. Yeah, she, well, she's still on her parents' protect insurance. Us from the helper monkey. Let's hope it's good. Right. So, yeah. anyway, um, there's so much to say about this whiskey. Okay, so I know very little yeah. because, as you know, I don't like to work hard. Yes. But when I clicked through to the mm -hmm. Spring, Spring Bank website, mm -hmm. it's a great website. Mm -hmm. It's um, The marketing was immediately working on me because right. it seemed sort of old and modern and yeah. like there was a lot there to learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was very intrigued. So I'm hoping you actually did the research. Well, I, I know a little bit about Campbellton. Uh, so Campbellton is an interesting place because if you just look at a map, it is. Uh, it looks like it might be an island. You have to zoom right in and see that it's more like a finger of land jutting out from Scotland. Yeah. And yeah, it's water all around. It's water all around. And it used to be the largest whiskey producing region in the whole world. You're kidding. No. Campbellton used to have like the great majority of the whiskey that was produced in Scotland was produced in Campbellton. And it's just this little sliver yep. of land. Yep. Oh, wow. And what happened was two things. One... The uh, prohibition in the United mm. States. Prohibition in the United States actually almost killed both the Scotch industry and the Irish whiskey industry. Which shows you that there must have been an awful lot of it flowing across the yes. ocean to America. No, that's right, yeah. Wow. And then the second thing was the Depression. So between prohibition and the Depression, right. I think it's probably not an exaggeration to say 95% of Campbellton's whiskey distillers went out of business. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Just a massive change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now there really only are three distillers in Campbellton. When they are... Well, there's Springbank, yeah. which produces a couple of other brands that they okay. create. And uh, let's see, Glen Scotia, and then... I can't remember. There's another one that I can't remember. At some point, we'll have to circle back around. We'll, we'll circle back around. And give those other guys a try. Well, I've noticed right. on the box, it says established 1828. That is correct. So these guys have been around a while. Yes, they've, they've, and they've had the ups and downs. Right, they weathered the storm. They weathered a lot of storms. Mm. Good for them. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Springbank, Spr I said Springbank too. <laughs> and we've really barely know, had we, any whiskey. I'm, it's just, it just goes to show you. That's right. Good things are happening. That's right. So one of the things that they, that Springbank, Springbank <laughs> prides themselves on is that n nobody does more of the process end to end on site anywhere than they do. Like they're the most oh. terroir, you know, oriented uh -huh. place. Uh -huh. The water. I don't know about the grain. I'd have to ask about that. Yeah. But they, they malt it on location. They distill it. They store it. They do all that stuff. They, they feel like they have one of the most genuine end-to-end -end local. So like an A to Z, we're doing the whole thing yes, on site. Right here. Yeah. Mm. Which if you think about how picturesque that would be. I would love to visit. And I noticed that they offer whiskey school 
Really? Yeah, which mm. it's in the summers. And they said summer 2019 is already booked up and wow. they're starting a wait list for 2020. What, so it's clearly quite popular. Is it whiskey drinking popular. school or whiskey making school? I'm afraid, well, one hopes that drinking is, is part of the homework. But yeah. uh, it sounds like they get people to pay them mm. to provide labor at making whiskey. Tom Sawyer style? Yeah, so, so right. it's quite ingenious. I'm and gonna... yet I want to do it. I'd do it for a little while. Go. I mean, I assume. No, I'd probably you, do I assume it. you'd go for a. It's a week. I'd I, probably do it for as long as they'd let me. Honestly, I think it sounds like a pretty good vacation. I just dropped a couple drops of water in here just to see what happens to All it. All right, I'm going to do the same. Um, I don't think it needs it though. Um, if you're one of these people that uh, sweats the alcohol by volume, this is 46. So that's actually kind of high for a non-cask strength, but it's not super high. But it's on the higher side. I like it with a little water. Yeah. It's smoother. It's opening it up a bit for yeah, you. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and so what else? Oh, I read an interesting thing, which I, I just thought I had to figure out what they meant by this because it sounded like marketing bull, to be honest. And then I, and then I thought about it and read about their process, and I understand it now. Mm. They talk about distilling two and a half times. Okay. okay, I'm trying so, to figure out how you could distill right. half a so time. So I, I thought about this and I figured it out. Uh -huh. Okay, so for again, for if you're joining us for the first time, we've talked about how you make whiskey, right? So you take you take your grain, you do some stuff to it, and you put it in a vat. It sits there with yeast for a couple of weeks, and then some some whiskey sludge or it's really beer comes out, mm. and then you heat it up like crazy. This is where the still comes in, and then it becomes a gas, and then it drops back down. Uh, in the case of a pot still, drops back down to the pot still, and then they pipe it into another still and they do it again. Right. That's typical in Scotch. In Irish whiskey, they actually do it a third time most of the time. Right. Right. So, the and what happens to to really really simplify what the implication of that is, it makes it a little less uh, coarse if you distill and distill and distill and distill. So I don't even know what it would be like if you distilled five times, four times. Be vodka. I don't, well, that's how it starts. No. Right? Oh, anyway, yeah. that's true. So anyway, so two times is typical for scotch. Three times is not at all typical for scotch. But two and a half times, I thought, this sounds like some nonsense. This sounds like some jive. Right. And you know Jesus don't put up with no jive. <laughs> Proven so, fact. <laughs> right. So I thought about this, and I figured it out, and then I checked back with what they're doing. So what that means is they triple distill some of it. Oh. And they double distill some of it, and then that's the combined. That's the they take the uh, okay the first yeah they sort of redo the um, the whiskey that's either too strong or too weak to be whiskey, and they put it back through the distilling process again in some cases, and they mix it, and then uh, I guess they figure that averages two and a half times. I get it. Okay, two yeah. and a half. That seems kind of clever now yeah. that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a, mm. it's another way to kind of change the mm. you know what you got. Yeah, they're putting their own stamp on it. So if you think, if you taste this, and you think to yourself, it kind of reminds me of Irish whiskey, that wouldn't be a crazy thought because of that extra half distilling cycle. I don't think I'm sophisticated enough to make such a claim, but now I can fake it. I think you should it. just make that claim. Now, now I'm just going to, yeah. Yeah, just go for it. you got to mm -hmm. say it, well, you got to say it with conviction, though. That's right. That's the thing that I've learned. <laughs> no matter what you just, say. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to say something, <laughs> just say it with conviction. Yeah. Right, and then you're like 80% of the way to people believing you. I totally see that. Yeah. I can see how that's taken you far in the life. It, oh, yeah, yeah, it really has. Yeah. Um, and then if you actually know what you're talking about, you're so solid. 
have you ever used this technique before? I'm trying to think. I I have no anecdote that springs to mm. mind. I don't either. Ireland actually is really close to Campbellton. Right. When we were looking at the map, yeah. it's like a, a stone's throw. It really is across the water. So if you go right down to the the, the southern tip of the p little peninsula that Campbellton is on, mm -hmm. you could on a clear day you can easily well on most days you can easily see Ireland. But I read that people say you can actually. If you have a pair of binoculars, you can like look into the backyards of people oh. in Northern Ireland. Like it's that close. It's like I think it's like ten or fifteen miles. Could probably the row water. over in a you know used up bourbon cask or something. Could, yeah. Like the barrels that go over the yeah Niagara exactly Falls. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think you could. So that's you know that's that's an Irish connection there. It's it's like virtually Ireland, right? Makes you think like it could there have been some. Irish distiller mm -hmm. who shared a little bit of knowledge. Could have been. We do it three times, laddie. Do it one more time. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, no, we'll do it half a time. <laughs> I think I just did the Irish voice to the Scottish. <laughs> That's okay. And vice versa. I, you, but you did it with so much confidence, with confidence. that I believed it. I That's didn't right. even notice. That's right. So that's what you got to do. Um, there's also a song that I learned about. I didn't. I can't claim that I already knew about this, but there's a song called um, Campbellton Lock. Oh, nice. And the basic conceit of this song is that the person who wrote the song wishes that Campbellton Lock were whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so that Lock, one could... I wish you were whiskey. Swim in it, yeah. drink it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. In fact, I'm just going to... Uh, I'm going to get the lyrics. Didn't uh, I have a wish during one previous podcast to bathe in whiskey? And you yeah, acted yeah. like that was the just the worst, craziest idea you'd ever heard. It turns out it is a terrible idea. Turns out my Scottish songwriting cousin here. Maybe this is like in your DNA. <laughs> exactly. The, you know, okay. Not just a bathtub, but a whole lake full yeah, I mean, of whiskey. We could listen to this song if you want to. Let's give it a you listen. Wanna, you want to give it a, sure. a couple of seconds of well, talk about your other whatever other desires you have to swim in whiskey for a second. <laughs> wow. While I pull this up. I think that there would be many benefits to swimming in whiskey. If you had any minor cuts or abrasions <laughs> on your person, it would sterilize them, probably heal them. Oh, I, I jumped the gun a little Anytime bit. Anytime you took a drink, you'd just get happier and happier. I think the... You might die. I think maybe, but what a way to go. <laughs> All right, we're just going to listen for a minute, okay? This is a high-quality recording that we're listening to. <laughs> I would drink you dry. Campbellton Lock, I wish if you were whiskey. whiskey. That's basically the theme of the song. <laughs> I think that um, that there's also some existentialism mm. embedded in the theme of the song, but oh, wow. maybe also just about drinking a lot. About having more to drink yeah, and it being free and readily available right, right, and you right. just pull it up with your bucket. I was thinking perhaps we could wish for the Los Angeles River to be made of whiskey. Except sadly that means there would only be a trickle two or three days a year. That might make it better somehow. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, so I just think it's good that you've got, you've got this little region, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, like there they are near Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, their people are wishing that their lake would turn into whiskey and <laughs> distilling things two and a half times. And, you know, used to be this 
huge whiskey producing region, and uh, I think it's pretty interesting. I think that um, you don't see, a, you really don't come across a lot of scotches that are mildly peated. You kind of get, you tend to get either a true peated whiskey either or something that's- Either a peat that's, bomb yeah. or no peat. Yeah, that's that's more common. I it, mean, it's interesting. There. I'm starting to detect a pattern here with Springbank. I think maybe it's because of their, their history. Yeah. They are comfortable with subtlety. Mm -hmm. The two and a half, mm -hmm. the mixing of the three distillings as opposed to the two distillings, right. a little bit of peat. They kind of are just doing their own little thing. They're yeah. not being showy about it, and no. they just make a great complex whiskey. Do you know what else I just realized? What? We have talked about whiskey this entire podcast. Usually we go off on really weird yes, tangents. We, we do. And I feel like now that we said that, like it'll be like, okay, you ready to go off on a weird tangent? And then there's a silence. It'll just be like, let's discuss murder. Murder. <laughs> murder by whiskey. <laughs> Death by whiskey. Sounds like a. You know, a cocktail at like a bad chain restaurant. Yeah, no, it's. Death could, by whiskey, everybody. No, I'm thinking it's like an so. Agatha Christie inspired murder mystery oh, party. I see, I see. Like the victim was found in a pool of whiskey. How did she die? Who put her there? Um, probably as a result of being, I don't know, poisoned by the whiskey, would be my guess. You think? Like she just drank too much? Mm. Or you mean there was poison in the whiskey? Probably both. Oh, that's terrible. Knowing her. <laughs> She's. She's a mess. I mean, nobody misses her. I mean, look at the state of her. All right, do you want to know my candy pairing? I'm so excited. Since right. I picked the whiskey, Whiskey Jesus said he would surprise me with the candy pairing. Yes. And I stretched the definition of candy. Oh, interesting. It's just vegetables. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, you should have seen Medina's face. It was like I punched her dog in the head. I had this vision of you pulling out like a turnip. <laughs> like, get out of here. The beets. Buddy. I know you love beets. <laughs> I, I like a beet. Yeah. I like a nice yeah, beet. Yeah. Dropping a beet. But not when I expect candy. I'm laying down the beets. And you you treated me to some really nice coconut macaroons. I did. That before. was that was a pregame. So thing. the bar is high at this point. And do you know why I decided to bust out the macaroons? Yeah. Why I decided to like play the macaroon card? <laughs> why? Because I knew we were gonna talk about it on the podcast, and you know what I really hate? What? When people mix up macaroons and macarons? Yes. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, and it's stupid, and macarons <laughs> suck, and macaroons are, are great. I, You know what? I have a distinct preference for macaroons, macaroons yes. which are delicious, chewy, mm -hmm. um, egg whitey coconut mm -hmm. cookies. Yep, yep, yep. Macarons, and you can dip them in chocolate. Macarons are fine. They're, they're French. They're weird. They're kind of discs of nothing. They're, you know, they, they can be good. They're weirdly expensive. But, but when, like, all of a sudden, everyone wanted macarons, and everyone started calling them macaroons, like, So idiots. confused. I do not understand I feel this. sorry for the humans. <sighs> they need I our agree. help. They need more macaroons, and they need to get rid of macarons. Mm-hmm. All right, what okay, is so in the why, damn bag? Okay, all right, here, you ready? Yes. Uh... Ooh. Peanut butter roundels from Trader Joe's. Now, one of the things I think that's great about our candy pairings is that you can get them. Yes. Right? I mean, like, you, we're not coming up with some candy that, you know, oh, well, you must go to the no, ninth no. arrondissement in Paris and <laughs> talk to Jacques because he, he will open his special just, um, just, cabinet. Just uh, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's premium peanut butter roundels. Dark and melt chocolate patties. With, with creamy, creamy peanut, peanut butter, butter center. center. So and here's what I thought. Hmm. I thought that the peanut butter would really offset the smokiness a little bit. I like in a that. delightful way. And I think in a pinch, if you're too lazy or don't have a Trader Joe's near you, any chocolate peanut butter candy probably would. Is yeah, probably going to do the trick. Thought about just peanut butter cups, Reese's. Um, but I felt like we'd covered that territory. I see. 
so. It's very crinkly. I am opening it. it. Sound is part of the. Oh, I thought it was milk and dark combined. No, but. there's one row of milk, mm. one row of dark. I can smell the peanut butter wafting mm. off them. Can't Yummy. You? Mm. Okay. All right. Should we go for this? Yeah, I think Let's we see how. The, I'm going to have a little more whiskey. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. Uh, Tell you what, I'll I'll break this in half if you want. Sure, to that's a good way to do it. Oh, oh Ooh, yummy! All right, I'm, we're gonna try the milk chocolate one first. Mmm. Well, that's good. It's a good candy. It's like a higher quality Reese's. You know, cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm, cookie-ish. Cookie-ish. Right. All right, here we go. Okay. Little whiskey. Oh, these are good. It's a good combo. That is nice. Because the salt in the peanut mm. butter and the, and the sweetness, and then you get the peatiness and you get the sherry. I, I thought it would be good. I'm somehow tasting even more peanut butter and more scotch Just at the more. same time. Just, Just more. more. More of everything, which is my motto. More everything. More everything. That was also your uh, slogan when you tried to launch your personal lifestyle brand. <laughs> Medina, more everything. You know what? Even though I only had 14 Instagram followers, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Sure, it cost me two years' salary. Sure. But I'd say worth it. I think so, too. I mean, not really, but I'll say that because mm -hmm. um, why not? I just think the fact that you you always appeared in your Instagram uh, photos just wrapped head to toe in gauze and right. like, like, like a mummy, that was not selling it. Okay, but I had a distinct point of view. I was not just showing up in the same sweater and boots as every other Instagram model. I was doing something different. It, yeah. I was elevating it to art. But art's not here this, this time. <laughs> and truly, it was about the accessories. That's true. Uh, but people thought you were advertising things that a mummy would, would want. <laughs> and they're like, I, I understand. Like, you're the leading mummy influencer on all of Instagram, which obviously was not a very high bar, but mm -hmm. nevertheless, you were there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it it's just... It's just a small market. It just, that mummification where the little trinkets are wrapped up in the gauze, yeah, right. it's just it's just so fun. You know, one day, though, you could, you could, you could have a renaissance, because mm -hmm. what if the kids all of a sudden, instead of wanting to be vampires or, you know, werewolves are sexy or whatever, all of a sudden, mummies are sexy. I think, Dreamy mummies. I think mummies have been on the cusp of a comeback for mm. years now. We need a we need a mummy werewolf vampire love triangle to really get things going. I think that the problem with mummies is you can't really see what they look like, and you probably don't want to. Oh, I think it's all about what is under oh, those under layers. That's right. You know, you you unwrap and you unravel. That is sexy. I mean, a mummy with a sexy voice would be. Now you're talking. That's what I'm 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 buying off on that right now. All right, so I think I'm picturing a YA trilogy, mm -hmm. and we're going to write it. Sure. And we're going to be huge. What's the title? Something about rap or, I don't know. Unwrap and unravel. Ooh, that is intriguing. That's good, right? Can the mummy have a sexy voice? Always. Okay. That's all I really, that's my contribution mostly. I have a small problem with this. Okay. Writing a book is a lot of work. What if instead of a book, mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, like an interpretive, sort of very physical art presentation? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I see your skepticism. No, I'm not skeptical. I'm thinking. <laughs> to be honest, I was actually just drinking. And skeptically. I, it was a was, skeptic. All right, no, no, I'm going to skeptically drink now. You ready? Okay. This is a skeptical drink. Okay, I'm watching. I think I. Oh. Hold on. Glasses are off. 
<clears throat> okay. Say yeah. something, you know, dubious again. Okay. It's just going to be an Instagram story. That's it. Start to finish. <laughs> this is when we need video. Oh, you are the master of the skeptical drink. I really am. I really am. You know what I liked about it is there was so much generosity of heart in your look. Was, was you didn't make me feel bad about myself. You mm. just made me feel like I really needed to go back and start like, over like with Like take my that idea. one back to the workshop. You know. <laughs> but that you'd be here for me. Right, I'm ready to help you revise. And, when and, I come back with a yeah, better that, that's, idea. That's how I felt. So <laughs> what I like is that what I was feeling came through in my, in my expression. Yes. Um, one of the things that I used to my advantage in choosing a candy pairing was that I knew you were going to be hungry. <laughs> Good. And I will tell you, everything tastes better when you're hungry. That it, is for sure. In fact, if I were a chef in a restaurant, it would be called the Be Hungry Restaurant or something like that. <laughs> we got to work on that title. I see your skepticism. <laughs> but if I, I said, look, okay, you have to, in order to eat here, you have to sign an agreement that you will not eat for... Six hours. Se right. I was going to say seven, but six is more is a round number. Six round hours number. is perfect. You can you cannot eat anything. You can drink water, or coffee, sure, without any stuff in it, mm -hmm. or or whatever. Any zero calorie liquid is fine. Now, there's the honor system, which I'm really doesn't up work. No, but how do you? So see, I Cameras. think people have to show up six hours before their dinner time, and be sort of entertained, ushered into an yeah. antechamber, right. And maybe they're entertained, or maybe they're just locked in there. Yeah, I think that's right. Or, yeah, I mean, I think you have to entertain them if you're going to make them not eat for six hours. What if it becomes such a high-demand yeah. restaurant, the kind of place where people are on the phone three mm -hmm. months before mm -hmm. the date mm -hmm. trying to get that coveted reservation spot, Ooh, right? wait, 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 wait. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so, let me hear this idea. So, they have to fight right. for their spot at the table, and they're hungry. And they're hungry. So, they're going to fight mean. What? What was your idea? Well, my idea was set up some kind of monitoring system. Mm. Surely the high-tech wizards of this existing okay. world can can do something where it's like, hey, you got to show up and do a blood test or something. All right. <laughs> what sounds worth? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the restaurant. Uh, we need a drop of your blood. And it's going to be a few minutes to process the blood. But, you know, it's going to be great. It's yeah, that's it. no, totally worth it. Um, if we could do some combination of blood tests and making you wait a long time, surely that'll bring them in. You know... It's so terrible. It I think work. the more terrible you make the experience, the more people are going to want to do it. To a certain degree. Have we discussed the saltine truck? No, I don't know this. All right, so th this is a, this is a, a food truck that idea that I think would actually work. <laughs> I like where this is going. Saltines and Kool-Aid. And that's it. You know that the millennials would line up around the I block to get the saltines and Kool-Aid. Plus, if you're out, Late at night and you're Some not feeling so good. Big thing of, you know, strawberry Kool-Aid and stack of saltines. Genius. People would be like, oh, do you have any toppings with saltines? No. <laughs> it's just it's saltines. saltines. You want a sleeve or you just want... <laughs> like like four on a napkin. Right. You, you can just have... You can have <laughs> it's cheaper by the sleeve, obviously. You know, you know what I mean? Right, right. It's, it's, it's only like $20 for a sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> but if you buy them individually, it's like... Two dollars. Each. Each. For That's sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Which is, uh, I mean, how many how many saltines do you think are in the sleeve? I think part of the experience of yeah. the saltine truck should be wherever we pull up, yeah. we set out, we, we unfurl a carpet of artificial turf mm. so that people have somewhere to sit. Sure. It's very prickly Just and unpleasant, the but they sit, sit on the right turf, on the turf. Yeah. and they eat their saltines and they drink their Kool-Aid. And I think that it should play, you know, like, a, like an ice cream truck plays the... It needs its own song. Well, uh, here's my suggestion. Yeah. Oompa. Band. Polka music. Polka, yeah, umpa. That's right. Yep, the brutal rhythms of the umpa band. <laughs> and then on special to occasions, your like the saltines. seven year anniversary of the saltine trucks launch, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll have a live polka band. Yeah, with like an accordion totally. guy and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, such a good idea. I think, I think that would literally make us millions. Do you know Whiskey or maybe Jesus? Maybe at least a million of dollars. We've been coming up with restaurant ideas for like years. twenty years. A long time. Twenty years of. Brilliant restaurant idea. <laughs> so far, our total is zero restaurants started. Well, I think <sighs> I think depressing. we can find the reason for that if we do a little math here. How many companies have you started? Two. Two. And how many have I started? Zero. So I so think our we, know where the, one. we know where the weak link is in this situation. Oh, I thought you were going to try to say our average is one, so therefore... <laughs> I was going to just try and point out that, you know, you're an entrepreneur and I'm just a girl who shows up and drinks whiskey. Well, that's a good thing. I, I'm a big <laughs> fan of girls who show up and drink whiskey with me. Mm. Um, but I think that had we started the Christmas restaurant when we had the idea, or let's say Still good. two years after we had that idea, mm. Mm. by now it would be an institution. It's Christmas every day. Every day. At the Christmas Especially restaurant. Especially on Christmas. Oh my gosh, on Christmas, it's just insanity. Here's the motto for this restaurant. Mm -hmm. Christmas restaurant, where every day is Christmas, especially Christmas. Oh, that makes me so, so happy. Good. It's so good. Such a great idea. Would you, I think you should describe the Christmas restaurant concept to people. Okay, so we... And because if, it, if there's anybody who wants to invest in this insane idea, Merdina is the general manager, <laughs> should we get it off the ground, so... Just let us know. We'll we'll take your money and build okay. a Christmas restaurant. The the air conditioning is flowing nonstop because each booth has its own little fireplace. Sure. So you need to offset the heat from the of fireplace course, yeah. with the cold air. So right. it it works. It's fine. In that sense, it's, it's a very it's terrible concept. for yes. the environment and the earth. But we're not worried about that right now. Not right this minute. Um, we'll get to you that later. eat very traditional Christmas foods. Right. You can have a little fun with that. Sure. Christmas foods from around the world. Sure. You can have an the Italian Christmas feast. Seven fish. Sure. There's, that's a Christmas. That's Italian Christmas. Um, I think the most popular item is the American Turkey. Christmas yeah, feast. It's a traditional yeah. American slash British, mm -hmm, I suppose, mm -hmm. Christmas dinner yep. with like a you know a turkey and yep. all the fixins. Yep. Um, for dessert, you get your Christmas cookies, your mm -hmm. various Christmas cakes, pies. Are, oh, always pie. The best part is every hour on the hour. Santa Claus bursts into the restaurant. Sure. There's a huge living Christmas tree in the middle of the restaurant. It's glorious. Mm -hmm. it's, it's blazing like the 4th of it's July. Just, it's just lit up like a Christmas tree. It's <laughs> that, that makes a little more sense than my 4th of July metaphor. Whiskey Jesus, what would I do without you? It's lit less, up like less. a Christmas tree. Yes. And there's presents underneath it. And, and Santa Claus... If you're and his elves yeah. gather up the gifts and distribute them to all the tables. I, I love that so much. And just think about how it would be if you went to... So everyone right now is thinking about Christmas Day. Yes. And they're saying, yes, that is what one does on Christmas Day. Right. But here's the, here's the thing. 
Imagine you did that on May 13th. Yeah. It would be, you would be transported to that time of year when you have that Christmas feeling. We'd be able to create that Christmas feeling. It's beautiful. Any day you chose. And then here's another thing. So you know how you've got like handbell choirs mm -hmm. from churches mm -hmm. and little kids singing groups and all sure. of that. And they have nowhere to perform. That's right. That's right. That, that's 364 just... days out of the year. Yeah. So we, we're going to hire them. Right. We're going to give donations to their groups. Well, we're not going to gonna pay them. We're going to you know, ask very, them to do it for free. Very small donations. Very small donations. It's more of a, it's more of a hug is what it is. That's right. Mordina it's... pays them in hugs. <laughs> By the way, if Mordina offers to pay you, before you say yes, check that she doesn't mean with hugs. Unless I, you want a hug from Mordina. You know, my, and I think some of you guys probably do. You know what? I have been known to pay my debts in hugs. I don't receive many complaints. And I think most people walk away very happy. They walk away feeling hugged. They do. Yeah. Among other things. I, uh, I understand that. I tried that once in an important business negotiation. <laughs> How did it go over? They accepted the hug, but they were like, you still got to pay us. <laughs> I don't think I don't see what it's, you think that's going to resolve it's here. It's nice they took the hug. They took the hug. It yeah. would have been rough if they had totally rejected your hug. You don't do business with those kinds of people. That's a good point. If you do business with people who don't want a hug, you know, because I mean, you know, it's like in uh, what was the super douchebag show that was on HBO for all those years? The, oh, I know what you mean. The one where. It was Sex in the City for Guys. What was that show called? I know exactly. Anyway, Entourage. Entourage. They, they hugged it out all the time, right? It's very it important out. to hug it out. Hug it out. Hug it out. <laughs> Where were we? We were talking about the Christmas restaurant. Oh, it's such a good idea. It's a great idea. And if you'd like to fund it, um, <laughs> that's fine. Merdina is the general manager, and I will be a creative consultant. That's um, it. Hold on. Yes. I don't like the sound of that manager job. That um, sounds like a well, lot of work. You have you can dispatch your responsibilities by hiring and training staff. Can they be just a fleet of interns I don't have to pay like we do here at the podcast? Well, in roast restaurants, no, is the answer because that's a really oh. hard job. Yeah. Um, but that's typical of the kind of restaurant idea that we have, right? Which are fantastic ideas, and we should. What we should do is we should have people who want to start a restaurant, mm -hmm. pay us to just throw out ideas for an hour or two. That's right. Because somewhere in that hour or two, we're going to give you an idea that's solid gold. I think all of our ideas. And the more we drink, the better they the get. The better they get. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, right now, for example, I bet we can come up with an excellent restaurant concept. Well, I think there has to be some whiskey involved, considering the circumstances. Well, okay, this is serious. Well, right. It's not really serious, but it's kind of like it's serious. It's you have like a serious, serious face on. <laughs> that is not a serious face. <laughs> uh, it's funny because as soon as I try to be serious, it's you not got serious. you got very twinkly when you were trying to be serious. It's true. What can you do? Um, okay, we are going to start a thing. It's going to be a very exclusive club. It's going to be somewhere between wood paneled East Coast. Upper crusty mm -hmm. gentleman's club, not in a you know stripper sense of the word, but in an old fashioned sense of the word. Yeah, leather chairs, you know, wood paneling, somewhere between that and like Hollywood, right? Somewhere oh. in that vein. Okay. And it's gonna be uh, called uh, whiskey and candy. Oh, so good. Yeah, and uh, people will pay top dollars to be members of it. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and they'll come in and mm-hmm. uh, and they'll be a very knowledgeable whiskey, probably a Scottish guy. I think we should get a Scottish guy. Ooh, that would be a Scottish good. woman. A Scottish woman. Either yeah. way. Well, Either way, it's all good. One of each. One, sure. Yeah. A match and, set. And you walk in as a member, and either they'll know you and they'll know your preferences, or if you're a new member or if you're a guest or whatever, they'll talk through mm. what kinds of things you like, and they'll recommend an interesting, uh, good match for your for your tastes. I love that. Yeah. Everywhere from a total newbie who's yeah. not even much of a drinker That's right. to somebody very seasoned That's right. with a sophisticated palate, yes. they're going to be able to find you something to something try that, that like. will surprise and delight. Do you know what I really like? What? This doesn't happen all that often, but every now and then I'll go to a bar that has a good whiskey selection and I'll and I'll I'll be thinking about what I want to pick, which whiskey I want to pick. And I'll pick something really uh, really good, but not so common that everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. And if the if the bartender's like, and like right, right. gives me the the sort of like yeah, you know, yeah. then I'm like I'm in the right place. That's right. That's what that that's what whiskey and candy's gonna be like all the time. Right, because it's nice to have that knowledge and that expertise and that guidance. Sure. To help you have a good drink. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, just to have a place. Just a place. Just a quiet, nice place. That's right. To have a drink. Mm. There will be no televisions. Yes. Don't you think there's too many televisions in the public these days? I think it's weird. I was yeah. at a doctor's office the other day, and there was one of those TVs blaring oh, the yeah. Sanjay Gupta no, you know, stupid. health minute. It was just horrible. So I, I bought a little clicker thing. I told you about this, right? No. What is this? I have this little device <gasps> that turns TVs off. Oh, my gosh. Please get me one. I will. I will. So th- you got to go buy one of these now, and then when you go to your gym or the doctor's office, you just click it, point it, and it just turns off TVs. I will make it my mission in just life to walk TVs. around turning off TVs. I do it at my house all the time. It's the greatest thing in the world because if you go to the gym, it's interesting, right? If you if you were to say there's a scene, and in this scene there are lines of humans <laughs> standing on treadmills in front of screens. You would think it was like a sci-fi movie where these were pods that were grown into humans. Exactly. And they're being trained what yes. being a human is. Yes. It's terrible. I hate it so much. I I almost got into an altercation of, over this today. I'm not as surprised matter. what happened. Well, it was actually, uh, it had a peaceful resolution. Mm. But I, there was, there was, I was, uh, I was at the gym and there were all these television sets. And I turned all of them from the news, which I hate, Mm -hmm. which is stupid, Mm -hmm. to some other stuff, just random stuff. It was like Masters of the Universe on one channel, (laughs) how to make a casserole on the other channel, you know. And so then this guy walks up to me and he says, are you watching this, you know, how to make a casserole show? I'm like, no, but if you turn over to the news, I got a problem with that. He's like, don't worry. So then I thought, I'm going to have to fight this guy. (laughs) But he said, don't worry, I'm going to put it on golf. And I thought, perfect. Perfect. I can ignore that with no problem whatsoever. Okay, of all the things that were going to be on a TV, golf is pretty nice. That's right up there with the fireplace channel. Mm -hmm. That's very soothing. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Here's my just unsolicited live advice for, Mm -hmm. not you, Mm because I don't think this is a problem for you. Well, maybe it is, I don't know. Well, let's hear it. Don't watch the news. I don't watch much news. I don't watch much news. Read, that's fine. Sure. But... There's no reason to watch the news. I'm with you on that. This uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. I will get you one of these clickers. They just turn. I didn't have mine. So smart. But I just go around and I just turn them off. Just turn them off. It. I didn't even know that was a thing. It just. It. It sends every remote code. 
for our to the TV for until, our friends out there in the world. Yes. How would they? If you went to Amazon, what would you search? Um, TV turn offer. That might be a good start. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna you you talk for a second. Okay. And. Uh, um, I was just going to say that my gym, one of the things I like about it, it is it is a silent gym. It's a silent gym? There is nothing that makes sound in there except perhaps the fellow the, humans huffing and puffing. It's very nice. Well, the one that I bought is called the TV Be Gone Universal TV Power Remote Control Keychain by TV Be Gone. And it's 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks. I'm going to buy one right now yeah. so I can give it to Merdina. Yes. Thank you. All right. I will be so happy wandering around Turn turning off, off Turn people's off. TVs. I'll That's just it. keep it in my pocket so that if I'm at somebody's house, right. I'm off. at my mom's house, she's got CNN on. Right, Click. off, right. Right, no more problem. Oh, we were going to make a restaurant concept. Which we, we, oh, we came up oh. with whiskey and candy. That's real. But we're whiskey really and candy, that. that's the club. That's the club. We need a restaurant. Le if you want an invite to whiskey and candy, you got to let us know. Yeah, because we'll see. That's right. We'll, we'll build a pre-launch invitation list. Yeah. Right. In, in all seriousness, I would not be surprised. In all seriousness? That's <laughs> not that's too much seriousness. With that's ultimate seriousness. Okay, with maximum seriousness. I think a restaurant that said, like, everything has wine in it, I think people would like that. Everything has wine everything in it? Everything has, wine, has in wine, in wine in it. Yeah, sure. The water has wine in it. Napkins have wine in it. The them. Diet Coke has a splash of wine in it. Just a little. Just tiny, a little. Just a bit. Just a little. Well, I think one of the things that's great about our restaurant ideas is they usually have a concept behind them. Okay. Right? It, there's a there's an experience we're bringing you that's beyond just the food mm. or putting wine in everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, as far as it goes, right? It's like saying everything's got chocolate in it. Everything's covered in chocolate. Well, okay. Let's let's review. What are some of our other um, greatest hit ideas from the past? Well, there's um, church cafe. Church cafe, sure, where, where you you get to eat breakfast mm -hmm. and enjoy a nice church service at the right. same time. The breakfast part about that, I'm I'm into. Yeah, not so much the church no, service. No, I'm good. What if it's like a greatest hit? Some good music and a inspirational talk, some poetry. That doesn't sound like church. I guess. Well, that, that it kind like of is a concert. what you do at church if you think about it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. okay, so that wasn't, but the point being of yes. that was that rather than, you know, sit in a pew and, and you know, I like don't know. Like a sucker. Yeah, like a chump. At least you, you're eating while you're there. You'd have omelets or coffee. <laughs> right. Re someone's refilling your coffee over <laughs> your shoulder and bringing you strawberries and cream. So what other things are boring that we can make less boring? You know, I'm not really ever bored. Mm. I have such a rich inner life that's true. that I can just sort of be with me, right? and that's a good place to be. But uh, do, you, do you have obligations that you don't care for? I'm sure I do. I don't yeah. like calling people on the phone, but I don't know if there's a restaurant that can... <laughs> <laughs> I really surprised you there. That was good. I don't I do like calling people on the phone. I don't. I will. When was the last time you called someone on the phone? I will go to extraordinary lengths to avoid making a phone call. Really? Yes. I would get in my car and drive to a place yes. and wait in line to talk to a human if it meant I could not make a phone call. What about phone calling do you not like? I, I'm not sure. I think Is it's, it the phone itself? It's, I think maybe, I think it's a, I think it's a constellation of a things I don't like. I think it's like a, a hearing communication mm -hmm. difficulty and, and an anxiety thing. Right. 
and the the frustration sometimes of making myself clear and then trying to understand what the other person because is saying. Because when you're saying. on the phone, you can't use uh, expression. All those you can't visual use facial cues. expressions. I can't or... use my cuteness mm -hmm. and my hugs. Right. To get me through the tough parts. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're just they're just listening to my voice and they don't know. They don't know. They don't know how good I am to hug. They're dealing with. That's right. They're not getting the full Merdina experience. It's true. I think it I think it's a definite uh problem for yeah, me. I think it is. I, I think it is a very serious problem in all seriousness, which is too much seriousness. <laughs> That's a lot of seriousness, <laughs> and it's an inappropriate amount of seriousness. But I don't know that there's a restaurant that's going to help me with my phone calls. There's no restaurant concept that I can come up with that, that solves that particular problem for you. Um, Wait a minute. Okay. Oh, my God, I've yeah. got it. I knew you would. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> this is terrible. But you, you go into the restaurant. From the moment you walk in the door for that right. hour and a half. Right. You don't have to do anything. You can order other people to do it. What is different from that about <laughs> regular restaurants where people basically do exactly what you ask? Because if I went into Applebee's right now, I could say, bring me a Diet Coke, but I couldn't say... Bark like a dog? Or call my dentist. I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Well, Merdina, I think we're coming right to the end here. I feel like maybe we've not exactly run out of ideas. No, no. But we've run them right up against the wall. We have, we've like, if they were toothpaste tubes, we've just squeezed, <laughs> you know, at the end of the toothpaste when you've rolled you've it gotta right roll up. You've got to roll it. You roll yeah. it. And then you do that once, and then like you roll it again, and you do it again. Mm. You, and then you start to think. <laughs> maybe there's an infinite amount of toothpaste in this tube if I'm willing to do the little roll and squeeze method. I'm thinking there could be some kind of like um, infinite half-life kind of Zeno's thing. Zeno's paradox. Yeah, of if you, right. If you just have half yes. each day, yes, then you'll never run out. And then someday, maybe two days later, mm -hmm. you hit the hard limit on that toothpaste. <laughs> it's just over. It's really more of an emotional limit, though. It is. Because it's not, you reach that point where you're like, I'm going to get every last drop out of this guy. Right. And you're you're in there. Right. You're going for it. You're right. going for it. Right. And then it's like Tuesday night, and you're like, fuck this. And you, you know just what? throw it in the trash. So what you're saying is if you had the emotional fortitude, mm -hmm. you could literally use the same tube of toothpaste forever. Several years at minimum. At least. I think yes. you're right. And I think that is an inspiring and optimistic way for us to end this podcast, uh, Merdina. All right. So we're going to say one more time, we, we talked about Springbank for a long time. We did. We then covered it. we got it. distracted. But we got to come back to it really briefly at the end to say that um, Springbank, Springbank, which we, Springbank, Springbank, Campbellton Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, 10 years, is uh, about $63, $65 in the U.S., a very reasonable priced bottle of whiskey. Mm -hmm. Lightly peated, sherry, bourbon. It's a nice whiskey. I think that a lot of people are going to like it. If you don't like peated whiskey, this is not going to stop you from drinking it. I think we did pretty well. I think your pick was excellent. I think this was very enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to having a little more. Merdina is a whiskey-picking genius. Nice, some men take delight Slonja. in the drinking Slonja. and All right, everybody, thank you very much. But we'll talk to you later. Bye. In the gambling and the smoking, but I take delight in the juice of the barley and caught in pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early, for sharing the Dumb a doo, dumb a da. What for the daddy oh? What for the daddy oh? There's whiskey in the jar. Mushering, dumb a doo, dumb a da. 
What for the daddy-o? What for the daddy-o? There's whiskey in the jar. 